This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Lee Bakken. The Pillage starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. I'm Leif Bakken with Neil Roberts. This week, Purple Pillage brought to you by Farmers Union Oil Company of Turtle Lake, North Dakota. Call them at 701-448-2355 for your 2018 season prepay needs for seed and fertilizer. Well, Neil, big win in London against the Browns, and uh, things didn't look so good in the first half, but they ended up coming up with the win anyway and uh, did a really nice job in the second half. That game felt horrible, you know, for the first half, Leaf. Watching that thing, you got this sinking feeling that, boy, what a long flight that's going to be back for a team if you lose to Cleveland. And don't get me wrong, Cleveland's played some for a winless team. Their defense is really good, and they've played well this year. They've had a lot of post losses that could have went either way. That being said, though, if you're the Vikings, 5-2, and two, looking to go 6-2, and two, you have to win those types of games on a neutral field. And I didn't know if they were going to get it done. And that field goal or that score they had at the end of the first half really helped push the momentum. And then they came out and, of course, outscored Cleveland 21-3 to in the second half. And the defense really showed up in the second half. But that was a scary game. And they've lost a few like that over the years. It's the, remember they opened up with San Fran a few years ago when they were like a double-digit favorite to win that game, and and they lost it. So the Vikings have known to lose a few of these games they should win, and they win some games they should lose. And anyway, I guess that's life in the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody, and there's a lot of parity out there. I'm just glad they came away with that one with the win. Puts them in good shape going into the bye week. But I think the key was their defense again. And their offense didn't stand out, but didn't blow the game for them either. Kai Forbath had a nice game. On the defensive side, you know, Everson Griffin extends his sack streak. That's pretty cool. Kendricks with a good game. Harrison Smith putting up some good numbers as well. So the defense across the across the board, I thought, played really well. Well, let's talk a little bit about that offense, Neil. Case Keenum uh, progressively in my eyes, getting better as we've gone along. He's starting to settle into his shoes a little bit here, finding Thielen, finding Rudolph. But overall, I think uh, just becoming a better football player and becoming a better quarterback. Yeah, I think I was listening to Sage Rosenfels on a on a podcast the other night, and you know, Sage made a really good point, I thought, and we've alluded to it, uh, mm-hmm. you and I, Leaf, that you know, if you compare like a Sam Bradford to a Case Keenum, and you have a series of check marks for quarterbacks, I'm sure that Sam Bradford, all things being equal, is going to light up maybe more check boxes than Case Keenum. But Case Keenum made a lot of plays on Sunday that even a healthy Sam Bradford would not have made. You know, able to move a little bit in the pocket, sometimes getting out of the pocket, throwing on the run, those types of things that really helped that Viking offense out again last week. And Case Keenum, I'll tell you what, if the Vikings are winning, I'm not sure how you take him out of the lineup. All that being said, I guess we'll cross that bridge when it is right in front of us. But uh, And the team will have to, more importantly than us, I guess. But it might be a tough decision, but maybe not that tough of a decision. I really don't see Zimmer making a change at quarterback as long as the team's winning and Keenum's playing okay and not making huge mistakes and letting that defense win games for him. And philosophically, that's working really well right now, and it's hard to deviate from that plan. Let's talk a little running. Jarek McKinnon doing a nice job as well. We're seeing Murray get a few more touches. 
Not his best week, but both guys doing really well. You know, two weeks ago, Murray had a huge game. That was nice to see. And it was kind of back to, by the end of the game, you could tell that Zimmer was like, we're playing McKinnon right now because we need yards. We need yards after contact. We need to keep the defense off balanced. And McKinnon was just the best option at the end of the game and really helped them with some of those ladder drives adding points on the board. So McKinnon, again, I think uh, had a huge game. You know, one guy that really hasn't done much yet that you and I were impressed, I know, down in Mankato, and it's hard to come back sometimes after a four-game deal, but uh, Michael Floyd has not really been a big part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Now I see he's probably fighting a little bit of a hamstring injury as well, but it'll be nice to see if, you know, if Michael Floyd can get going here in the second half of the year. Uh, another nice game for Adam Thielen. He continues to be a very tough cover for other teams. I was kind of hoping they'd leave Stefan Diggs maybe out of the lineup because of the bye week next week and give that hamstring two more weeks, no matter how healthy he says he is or the doctors say. I'm like, let's just give this guy two more weeks because he's such a big factor in the offense when he's rolling. I thought, you know, if he tweaks it, then it's probably not ready in two weeks again. And But anyway, if it's 100%, it's 100%, I guess, so... If he's ready to go, he's ready to go. But I think he had like four catches last game. So it's nice to see him back. Rudolph's having a really nice year. The offense continues to do its part. And uh, the defense continues to lead the way. Speaking of defense, we'll talk about them more with our Player of the Week. Brought to you by Magic City Hoagies. Voted number one Hoagies in North Dakota. Check them out in South Minot. Neil, our Player of the Week. And we're going to go with Harrison Smith. Uh, Harrison had a really nice game. It was a factor on the blitz on several occasions, keeping that young quarterback, Kaiser, off-balanced. And also his play in the secondary keeps a young quarterback off-balanced, reading their eyes. So I thought Harrison Smith did a lot of things on Sunday. You know, the whole defense played well again, particularly in the second half. But let's give the nod to Harrison Smith. Seven tackles on the day, one for a loss. Can't go wrong with Hitman Harry. Thanks to Magic City Hoagies. Try them out if you're ever in Minot. Neil, let's talk now about a 6-2 and two record going into the break. Leaf, I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast. Some prognosticators didn't have real high hopes for the Vikings this year as far as a big playoff team. But if they were going to be a playoff team, we knew that this first half was important. That was the easiest part of the schedule. They have a lot of road games on the back so going six and two is probably what they needed to do if they were going to be a big contender. So the Vikings look in really good shape from the division standpoint. Measuring them up with other NFC contenders, that has to play itself out, I think, over the last eight games. But I think they put themselves in really good shape. And I'm anxious to look at that next week with you as we analyze the second half and take a look more in depth at the division. Vikings go into their bye week with a win and a record of six and two. Things looking good for the team in purple. That's all for this one. Thanks to Four Bears Casino and Lodge, located four miles west of Newtown, North Dakota. Check out their events at fourbearscasino.com. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken, and until next time, pillage on!